I am speed. I'm faster than fast. Quicker than quick. I am lightning. Ah, uh, got my daily quotation out of the way. And I know that nobody appreciates it more than the two people who are here with me right now. It's holiday season, baby. And we are home for the holidays. But like if the holiday season started back in March and will continue past December. Woohoo! Well, I'm super excited to welcome this exquisite duo. First, we have an established potty train me veteran and dare I say a fan favorite? Mr. Robbie Silver, what's poppin'? Well, Greg, thank you so much for having me on and Natalie. Um, I think it's great that you two expert podcasters are allowing a peasant like me to join you guys on this magical episode. God, humble and good looking. And, you know, you kind of just introduced our next guest because next we have making her potty train me debut an elite content creator, the co-host of the Pass It Down podcast, and someone who is undoubtedly worthy of the title Big Boy. It is Natalie Silver. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Greg. And thanks, Robbie, for welcoming me as well. Uh, it's really nice to finally make my debut after Robbie's appeared like 14 times. So I'm glad that you finally are making the decision to have me on as well. Yeah, Hi, everyone. I know. It was, uh, I mean, I may regret this decision like really soon, but I have no idea what path we're about to go down here. But let's begin the ride. Home for the holidays, spreading the love. All right, what do we got first? Um, Wait, can I can I actually interject really quick? Yeah, I, I just mean, I just wanted to make sure we didn't let the opening quote go because I'm a huge potty train me fan and I've never heard a quote segment, so I don't know why we're just acting like this is something we do. Um, but I appreciated it. It was a really nice combo of like really overt and loud masculinity, but also kind of having an underbelly of childish innocence and and you were wondering why i hadn't had you on yet (laughs) you know greg if i could add on to that you're supposed to be this car's prodigy you know you have the whole movie memorized but i could have sworn i saw you looking down at your notes for that intro oh well i could rattle off he wasn't looking at his notes he was looking at his penis because it helped him (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll let you listeners decide what it was because I don't want to keep that conversation going. I want to move into, I mean, look, we're home. We're back in the old setting. I don't even know what we call this room in our house. The playroom, technically, I guess. Uh, Let's go into some lost classics because I know there are so many. And the first thing I want to bring up is just the absolute treasure from our childhood it's the freecreditreport.com commercials oh wow and i have to honestly say i did not see this coming well robbie i mean how old were you when this was a big thing because i feel like you were pretty young like do you remember them do do they stick into your heart i remember you and natalie memorized one of the commercials at one point there was Um, several i well there was the main one that f-r-e-e that spells freecreditreport.com baby that's a classic. That's and the, the best one. one. Yeah, okay, okay. I actually remember why um, 
we started memorizing them. I'm the oldest child for those listeners who don't know. We're God, all three years apart. complex. 1996, I was born. <laughs> the oldest, but not necessarily the wisest. Well, we'll let them make that decision by the end of the episode. <laughs> and I believe that this was when I didn't know how to use YouTube. I knew that YouTube was something that people used and got lost in, but I didn't really understand. I would like purposely try to go down rabbit holes, but not really understand how. And so I decided, I think I probably saw someone else do this, probably one of my cousins or someone at school that they like knew these commercial jingles. And, you know, in my adolescent personality quest, I, you know, the, the, the Brady Bunch where Bobby Brady is convinced he has no personality. That was me and is still me. It's just a little more complicated now. But I was like, I need, I need something to latch onto. So let's memorize these stupid commercials and I'll force my two younger brothers to do it with me. So it was really all me. Well, I'm glad you're taking the credit for it. I had a blast doing it. There was also <laughs> Not to the, undermine your enjoyment. I mean, the check it out, gas prices going up sky yeah, high. Just my new subcompact for a two-wheel drive. drive. Now I'm rolling eco-friendly and I still look bad. When the bike store saw my credit, they said, this is all we had. Sing it. F to the R to the E to the E to the C to the R to the E D I T. Read to the port to the dot to the com. I don't remember. Come on, everybody, grab your bikes and sing along. It's easy. So, yeah, as you can see, we got very carried away with a lot of really weird shit. I would like to think, looking back now, as a 21 year old, it's been obviously a hell of a year when you've been locked down. And there's not a lot to do. And on top of that, there's a lot of stress out in the world. I really like to think we were all pretty good at entertaining ourselves when we were younger. Like, just with little stuff like that. Uh, we are also pretty good at being creative, not to toot our own horns a little bit. But never forget the Amy Bonner Iron Man parody, another Lost Classic from childhood. Ooh, we actually just talked about this in the podcast I do with our father, Pass It Down. We talked about this with... Uh, Lindsay Gottlieb, who was the assistant Cal women's coach at the time. Yeah. Uh, you, also, how well do you remember that game? I barely remember. I barely remember it, and I don't think I can take any credit for the Iron Man parody, but I would like to just say, Natalie, that was a very nice, subtle advertisement. It's all about, a, it's not product placement, but the, the audio equivalent, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about when we went to Europe, like, six years ago? Um, that was six, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about when, so I am 15, 12, 18, mm-hmm. just graduated high school. How about when we're just a little like teenage bodies are running around doing this whole shoulder tapping exhibition in these foreign countries that I'm going to let Robbie take it from here. I just have one specific memory of me walking down a very crowded street and I kind of make my way in front of the crowd. Everyone else is behind me. And I just do this very obvious shoulder tap on like, you know, a middle-aged man. And he, I just walk ahead, hoping he didn't know it was me. And my dad catches up and is just like, Robbie, come on, you got to do better than that. <laughs> like, I totally know you knew you tapped him on the shoulder. So I don't know if I am necessarily the master, but we definitely had some good memories throughout the years and particularly on that trip doing the shoulder tapping trick. Yeah. We got really into it as the silvers do. And we were most likely really obnoxious. Didn't help that we were coming from the United States of America, Mm -hmm. but 
You know, we Meanwhile, our parents, like, they bought those special pouches where you, like, put your passport in so no one can scan it. We look like the biggest... My mom's literally carrying a Ken Burns, reading it out loud. We go, ooh, let's go to this ristorante. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that same trip. We did Greatest Hits, right? So we ended in um, London. And Greg... We got Greg to do the Big Ben, something that my dad and his best friend Danny came up with. Um, we're at Big Ben, Big ben and uh, walking around and Greg's going up to people and being like, excuse me, um, what time is it? And they're like looking at their and their phone and then they kind of like look up and he goes, no, 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 the exact time. Um, and it's funny because. <laughs> well, that was a really good rendition of the story. I just want to clarify one thing. Yeah. Is that. As I previously said, I was 15 on this trip, and you made it sound like I was about eight with my voice there. <laughs> you know. So, other than that, you did great, honey. Just Thank you. keep it up. Um, here's another good one, actually, that I was thinking about the other day. I don't know how my mind works, and I kind of hate how it works, to be honest, because it's just constantly, like, spinning. It's like one of those weird claw rides at the carnival. It's just like, I don't know. Anyway, randomly popped in my head. Uh, how about when we're in Santa Cruz visiting Uncle Ted and the kids, I think, and there's that woman on the sidewalk talking to a cop, and the next thing we hear is, marijuana is a medicine, sir, and she just goes on this rant, probably getting arrested for weed or something, because, you know, it was illegal back then. It was ACAB BC. Like, that was, (laughs) she was ahead of her time, and God bless her, because she's right, it is a medicine. Um, and a lot of other things, but it definitely has medicinal properties. Yeah. I think, thank God you weren't like 17 or something because you definitely would have intervened and tried to fight the cop or something. (laughs) Yeah. White privilege, everyone. (laughs) I've got it. Disgusting. Okay. Well, Robbie, to get you involved, I think one of the most annoying habits we have, we talked about the shoulder tapping on family vacation. Here's another family vacation thing. So we go to see this movie, Echo in the Canyon, to please the parents. It's some documentary about music in the L.A. area in, like, the 70s. And Jacob Dylan is the main guy. And now we can't think of Jacob Dylan without thinking of the words self-possessed because mom only mentioned it, I don't know, eight times <laughs> in the next 24 hours. Uh, what did we do about the movie previews, though? I mean, we were the only ones in the theater. Yeah, exactly. We were the only ones in the theater. I can't imagine why, because it was just such a big production. Um, (laughs) But, of course, since we had to entertain ourselves watching these weird previews for these small indie movies, it was probably you, Greg. You just started shouting out ratings out of 10 for based on how good the movies um, you assumed they would be. So it would be like, Preview ends, Greg, four, me, three. <laughs> and then our mom and dad started catching on. And that was obviously a great time. But the best part was when we started going to like real movie theaters and they were fully packed, we started doing the same thing and started getting some dirty looks. Well, and this is where I'll chime in. I wasn't on this family vacation. I was on to bigger and better things like... um Shaving ice in Hawaii. And <laughs> God, many flexes so far. <laughs> That's an anti-flex, yo. That's like the most money I've ever made in my life. Um, 
But yeah, I returned and kind of reconvened with the family. And then, you know, we went to a movie together and all of a sudden the previews are like, five, <laughs> seven. And I'm like, what the hell? Okay, well, it's because Robbie and I would always just whisper to each other our ratings of the previews as a way to pass time during the extensively long preview process. But then when we were the only ones in the theater, we're like, oh, we're just, we got free reign to just <laughs> shout it out. And then yeah, it was so much fun. mentality. Yeah, well, <laughs> with our ancestors. <laughs> Making everything about the white man. <laughs> Keep welcome. my brothers in check. Yeah, welcome to Living with Natalie Silver, everybody. Uh, anyway, but once you go to that territory, it's like you can't go back. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was one of the great traditions. So moving into another classic, which I hadn't really remembered until we brought it up at the dinner table like a week ago, but it was so good, is the famous Sean White interview talking about the drinks. And the person's like, <laughs> wait, you're like 19 or whatever it was in the interview. And he's like, I'm talking about Mandus, baby. <laughs> and obviously it's really funny. And it's like an iconic, it's so Sean White. But what needs to be said here, from my point of view, is people don't appreciate and respect how quick the turnaround was. Oh, yeah, he didn't miss a beat. Yeah. It wasn't like, uh, 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 oh, Mountain Dews. It was like, no, just nothing. To the point where I'm like, maybe they were really serving Mountain Dews. Yeah, I wondered the same thing. I mean, you definitely have to appreciate the quick comeback, thinking on his feet on, like, national TV. But part of me wonders, I don't know, maybe the guy really is into Mountain Dews. I mean, it's, I mean, who knows with Sean White? I have no idea. You think we'll get Sean White on the pod? I think that, uh, yeah, there's a a way, there's a path to that contact, and you can find it. I feel like getting Jackson Mahomes on Pass It Down is going to break the ice for everything. Like, then Sean White's (laughs) going to be so feasible. I think our dad is completely delusional, and we will never... I think we will get Patrick Mahomes before we get Jackson Mahomes. You can quote me on that. (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be pretty cool when you do get Jackson Mahomes. I'm kind of going to take a side on this one. Uh... Okay, we can't come home for the holidays pretending we just got home and are reconvening. And pretending not a- I'm not 24 and living at home for like six years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, a big, 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 big part of our childhood was American Idol. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that you just said that sentence. And I just need to put you both on the spot. Do you have a favorite moment from a judge i mean it's probably going to be a simon moment so you could pick a simon or a favorite non-simon moment (sighs) to buy me some time because i can't think of something exactly on the spot i would just like to shout out kieran the light dimmer and ricky minor in the band two major parts of the show god that's how you know he was a real one i know they appreciate that very well done robert favorite judge moment well, I, I do remember how, obviously, you have the original lineup, and I think we started watching, like, season six, so we didn't get, you know, the beginning of that, but things started looking really bad once there was some variation of a judge lineup where it was, like, Mariah Carey, and there was Nicki Minaj in there somewhere, and Harry Connick Jr., who I hate, um, <laughs> and um, I just remember Mariah Carey, I don't know if she past like second grade chapter six unit two punctuation um because no i'm, I'm sorry but she like couldn't 
finish a sentence. So she would be talking like, I'll just try to do a quick impersonation. Like, okay, so, you know, I love your tone. And speaking of the lyrics, the way that you just, you know, emphasize that. And I was talking to Randy and he was the same. And going back to what you were saying last week, just, you know, you could really improve upon that. So anyways, good job. And you're just like, okay. Very much like Alec Baldwin's impersonation of Donald Trump, that was also not very over the top and I would say no, pretty wasn't. accurate. Yeah, I don't even remember what her voice sounds like because she was insignificant to me. But um, <laughs> I do remember a Steven Tyler moment. Um, love him. Let's see. I remember he said this, which has stuck with me for a while. He said, Hellfire, save matches. Or suck a duck. Well, I think he meant to say fuck a duck. Suck a duck and see what happens. Damn. And that's a couplet I've kept with me. Don't know why. Right? I have a, I just thought of a great Keith Urban moment. <laughs> Not to be uh, the people who glorify the late judges when obviously the Randy Paula Simon trio yeah. is the OG and the best lineup. But I remember Philip Phillips came <laughs> on to American Idol after he was somewhat big, I think a few years after he won the show. And he did a live premiere of a song, Raging Fire. And Keith Urban was singing along, even though it was literally the live premiere. So there was no way he could have ever known the lyrics. And we were just like, Keith, come on. So was he just making up words or were the lyrics so bad that you could just be like, alone with you? No, no, no. I think like, he like caught on by the second chorus or whatever. Yeah. But Dude, that's, that's incredible. So I totally forgot about that until now. His I mem- forgot that Keith Urban was a judge. His memory's nuts. <laughs> Well, when you said Keith Urban, I thought you were actually going to say what I was going to say, because literally, for me, the all-time non-Simon Cowell moment was as great as the other judges were. Yeah. Keith Urban crying during Kelly Clarkson's (laughs) piece-by-piece performance. So a little context here. Kelly Clarkson came on very pregnant. I say that because she mentioned it only 12 times. And, and she was like 365 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. Okay. Well, anyway, the song is about... <laughs> it's like thanking her husband for being there for her kids because her father left when she was younger. And she's singing the whole song. And Keith gets kind of emotional, but they pan over to him. And basically from the second verse on, he's just in full-on tears and... It's really funny because Keith would always get so animated in, into all these performances and he's just full on crying and they ask him about it the next night, you know, Ryan Seacrest, the goat. And he's like, oh, you know, just Sim is just a father. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like everything becomes a meme in this family. Yeah. But that was just too much. Like, I'm never going to forget that one. I honestly did kind of forget about that until you just brought it up. But You forgot about Keith by Keith? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is coming from the guy who, like, literally has Cars 1 and 2. Is there a 3? Cars 1 and 2. There is a 3. Okay. Well, 1, then 3, then 2. That's the order of how good they are. Gap between 1 and 3 is not close. Gap between 1 and 3 is not close. Cars 1 should get a little bit more respect on its name. Uh, Before I move into another old Lost Classic, I just want to ask if you guys have any Lost Classics you'd like to resurrect. I mean, don't feel any pressure because the raging fire was as good as it's going to get. I can't believe... By the way, we had no prep for this. Um, Greg initially was like, oh yeah, I'll send you some, you know, 
things that you can look at an outline of topics and then he goes ah, actually i'd rather have you not prepped yeah i know it's just if anything popped into your mind out of nowhere because that's one of the truly great ones any lost classics mm-hmm. robbie what do you think this is tough um well, my mom actually just told, I didn't know this story. Um, she just told a funny story. About, <laughs> Greg, I'm going to butcher this, but because I just heard it, but I guess, well, obviously like we're a pretty competitive family and we're a pretty athletic family and a pretty hot family. Uh, sorry. just had to add that in. <laughs> and, um, don't we, apologize for telling the truth. <laughs> and so we, uh, you know, would spend a lot of our, uh, post-school afternoons and weekends out in our cul-de-sac playing games, playing street hockey or basketball or handball. And um, I guess, obviously, like, Robbie is younger than us. And there was a time where Robbie would play basketball with Greg's friends pretty consistently. And Greg and his friends were three years older and bigger, obviously. And... um, I guess there were a couple of times, one time in particular that my mom was telling where Robbie comes in crying and he's like, Greg and his friends kicked me out of the game. They won't let me play anymore. And my mom's like, oh my God, that's so like, they should include you. And I was like, I know. And then Greg and his friends come in, come in for some fucking chocolate milk or something. And it's <laughs> like, Greg, can I talk to you? And she's like, dude, you got to let Robbie play with you. And he goes, what? He fouled out. <laughs> A story that I totally... I didn't know It was that. a big surprise to me, and I kind of felt like a dick, but I was also a little bit proud of myself in a weird way because I was respecting the rules of the game. Robbie, how was it growing up with two incredibly successful, beautiful, intelligent siblings who were great at everything they did? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, clearly you guys are also so humble, too, <laughs> so I have to live up to that. But in all seriousness... I, won't, I say this from the bottom of my, my heart. You guys are sincerely so high achieving that you did set the bar really high. Um, and so, you know, I do have to hold myself to a higher standard to live up to that silver family name. Wow. He, he definitely is the humble one. Keith I don't know Urban where he got is that like gene. sobbing in the corner over here. <laughs> <laughs> that resonated with him. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. We got so much more to get to. So. Without further ado, I want to get into some overrated, underrated, rated. Basically, the theme of the rest of this podcast is going to be music. And without further ado, let's get into the childhood TV theme songs. We're going to go one by one. You get one to two sentences to back up your stance if you want. Mm -hmm. We're going to go Robbie, then Natalie, then me. Mm -hmm. First up, Hannah Montana. Go. I'm going to say rated because I feel like it gets respect, but it also is a childhood classic and a banger. Um, Hear me out on this one. I'm going to say underrated because that song, yes, it's rated high, but that song is an anthem for uh, adolescence. Fucking slaps, dude. That's funny because... Being the middle child, I'm kind of right smack in the middle of both of your opinions. I had to go back and forth on this one a little bit. I'm going to stick with rated, what Robbie said. I won't call it underrated just because of how hype, like, I mean, it does get a lot of hype, okay? I mean, but... But, but 
Oh, I'm sorry. Is it your turn? <laughs> but the thing is, like, it did stand the test of time, and it's sick, and I think that it's widely recognized as so. So I think it's just oh, it's a little bit of a stretch. out front. Ooh. Ooh. See, you, like, there's no part of you that doesn't want to go, ooh, ooh. I, and I can still see it being like Moises Arias on the screen. Jason Earl. Oh, Jason Earl's Emily wow. Osmond. Wow. <laughs> Looks like your memory's a little bit better than you were letting on. Emily Osmond? Mitchell Musso? <laughs> oh, even boys. I remember Mitchell Musso, and I was like, Oh, six. is that Oliver? Yeah, it's Oliver. Ugh. Okay, next song, number two, Victorious. Dude, honestly, I feel like I'm gonna get shit for this, but. I'm going to say underrated. <laughs> Greg gave me the assignment, um, some prep before the podcast. He's like, oh, listen to the Victorious theme song. So I go on YouTube and I kind of forgot how it went. And I don't know, I was just kind of vibing to it. I was like, damn, this is a good way to start a show. How does it go? Um, <laughs> wow, way to, way to make me lose all my credibility, Natalie. <laughs> I, it's, uh, wait, just give me a second to conjure it up. Here I am, uh, once, once again. again. Yeah, that song is, um... Overrated. And one of the reasons I say that is because I remember there was a song within one of the episodes that was better than that theme song. And I don't remember how that goes, but I remember it was better. Oh, I get a high five. You get a high five because that's exactly what I was going for. It is overrated. The show itself was solid. <laughs> that song didn't quite do it for me. And I think it was overhyped by my generation. By the way, that song was the birthday song for uh, Trina, the older sister. And it was like, you might be crazy, but have I told you yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, glad we're on the same page with that one. We're going to move into number three, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, I don't remember this song at all. You, do you have an opinion on it, Robbie? Same deal. I hadn't heard this song in a very long time, and I listened to it for the first time in years, mm -hmm. and I, I went and I, I was like thinking, like, okay, I want to hate this song. It's probably trash. It's The Sweet Life and Zack and, and Cody, but... I don't know. Against all odds, I kind of find found myself grooving with it once again. And you better not put me on the spot again, Natalie, and ask me how it goes. Greg, do you remember how it goes? You and me got the world to see. Oh, nah, nah, nah. Wow, this is the most singing I've ever done on this podcast. Nah, 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 nah. I don't really. I'm a, I guess I'll go with rated because no one's talking about it and I can't remember it. So it's rated zero appropriately. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually going to go with underrated and similar to what Robbie was saying, like I kind of forgot about it and how it went, but unlike Hannah Montana, it didn't stand the test of time as much, but I think it fits the theme of the show nicely. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Like it's actually like not so bad. I don't know why more people didn't vibe with it, you know? Well, because it's not catchy. Like I No, it is catchy. It, but I literally have no memory of it. That's because you didn't go back and listen to it. Right. If it was catchy, I would have remembered it. No, that's what I'm saying is that it should have been more widely remembered because it actually wasn't so bad. You know what I still remember? What? That's so raven. Da, 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 da. You know? Yeah, no, I, I know. Okay, well, number four, we're going to go to the sequel of Sweet Life of Zach Cody, The Sweet Life on Deck. Mm. You got that one, Robbie? I don't know. This isn't overrated. I just, I don't find it that catchy. And maybe part of it is that 
the sweet life on deck was kind of just a bad show. So maybe I'm a little bit prejudiced, but I also think the theme song just isn't very good. Nat? I have no comment. I don't know if I even watched that show. Cool. Well, I agree with Robbie. I think that the sweet life on deck got more love than deserved as a TV show. And maybe I'm inserting my bias as well. I think the song's overrated. And going back to Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which I think had a better theme song that fit the show and what I would call a little bit underrated, I think Sweet Life on Deck was overrated. And I don't really care for the song too much. But for number five, we're going to move to a much more widely known one. And I know that you actually will have something to say about this one, which is Drake and Josh. My, well, wow, this is a tough one because just like Hannah Montana, I feel like the song, well, the show definitely gets respect. I don't know about the song. The song is a banger. I'm just going to say it. So I'm going to go with underrated. Okay. Wow. That, you know, I'm going to go with rated, but only because I think it is so widely celebrated I remember Drake Bell came and performed at a frat party. Um, I didn't get in, of course, because I didn't <laughs> suck anyone's dick before the show. <laughs> but, Great. Um, you know, you go and you listen to uh, some of Drake Bell's other music. I did in preparation for this. And um, it sucks. <laughs> and that song is such a fucking banger. And the best part about it is that you know the song or the show is gonna be as good as the song. Um, you know, there. I'm, I'm thinking right now, do you remember that movie Starstruck? Of course, yeah. I'm gonna forget Starstruck. Starstruck, designer sunglasses. Well, the point of that is that that song fucking slaps, but the show or movie kind of was trash. Yeah. So Jake and Josh is just consistent all the way through. A plus, A plus, 10 out of 10. I think it's rated. I'm going to take the Natalie stance on this one. I got rated. It's iconic. Should be treated as such. Is treated as such. Number six, Big Time Rush. Um. Okay. Part of me wants to say overrated because personally in my generation, I feel like the Big Time Rush theme song as well as all of their other songs in the show in general are just way too hyped up. But Two things are holding me back from saying that. One is the hook. The uh, uh, oh, oh. That's nice. Okay. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the lyrics are just brilliant. It's the only life you got. So you got to live it big time. I mean, that's like Bob Dylan-esque. That's so inspirational. And to just have that in your theme song, um, I'm going to say rated. It's actually bigly. Big <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love how he has the same tone of voice for honesty and sarcasm. He'd be a perfect actor. Yeah. What you got? Oh, I don't remember that song either, but they were kind of like One Direction before One Direction, huh? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I'll, yeah, I, really you know overrated. It. Overrated. That song sucks. Do you Sorry. know how it goes? Uh, 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 I don't know, whatever Robbie just did. I don't know. I'm just messing with you. Uh, I got rated because it's not amazing, but I would also say in my age group, not too overhyped, kind of fun, got the catchy hook, and I love that Big Time Rush became a meme on TikTok, so. 
kind of funny, you know. Do you think Boyfriend is a better song than the theme song? Wait, how does that go? That sounds like a good song. You're just going to have to listen to this. <laughs> Wait, I'm, can I look it up right now? Yeah, look it up right now. Uh, do I think Boyfriend is better? Yeah. Maybe, but it's definitely, like, overhyped. I won't hesitate to say that at all. Yeah, uh, I know we are, haven't gotten the shout-outs yet, but big shout-out to the person who made the meme of Michael Jordan like dancing before one of his playoff games and inserting boyfriend. That was Can someone just sing it for me? I don't want to play it on this nice podcast. No, you're gonna have to do it later. Uh okay, song number seven of eight, by the way, so take Damn. these stances seriously. Zoe one oh one. I mean, come on, it's underrated. It's probably the best theme song out of any Disney or Nickelodeon show from our childhood, and frankly, it doesn't get enough attention from the masses, so there's there's no way this could be anything but inappropriately underrated. I have to agree with Robbie. He said it perfectly. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I will die on a hill with the stance. Yeah, exactly. When you hear the first three seconds of the song, it takes you back to one of the great shows and just injects good vibes into the soul. What was the douche's name again? Was it Chase? Logan. Logan! Well, there was a Logan and a Chase. Oh, so the OG! Yeah, no, Logan was, Logan was a lot more of a douche. I mean, everyone thought he was really hot. Uh, I can't say I agree. Like Chase, though. But when I, when I, I go back and watch it, I'm like, Logan looks like he's like 12, so yeah, it's same here. not hot. Uh, okay, last one, iCarly. I'm gonna go with Overrated. Anything else? I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna go with overrated, but I did accidentally buy it on iTunes once, the full song. Accidentally. Oh, <laughs> accidentally. She's accidentally in love Listen, with iCarly. Kind of like how I accidentally downloaded the new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> that was an accident? Oh, I did it on purpose. I haven't listened to it yet, but, um, I, I mean, overrated. I actually won't elaborate on that. Yeah, I'll go overrated as well. I do think it's a good theme song, but it's a little bit overhyped uh, as one of the greats and put uh, into the category of the legends, whereas Zoe 101 is not and should be. Uh, yeah, that's really all we got for So to recap, the big TV. three are Zoe 101, Drake and Judge, and Hannah Montana. Yeah, of course. Of course. In my mind. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Look at this family productivity. I love it. I'm actually going to cut things off right there. You're going to hold tight. We'll be back shortly with a part two where the three of us are going to continue this ridiculous banter.